0: All right, welcome to an episode of Rosenballs. Um, so first off, obviously, I, I throw in the Durant Durant drama material, and then that day, uh, this is the, the world of pod, that day we understand and learn more about the Kevin Durant situation. He's going to be staying in Brooklyn. Okay, great, let's dissect. So we inevitably knew this was going to happen. This was a, a, a macho ismo. Move a bit, uh, led by probably Rich Kleiman, You know, obviously Simmons kind of set a precedent last year, and his precedent at least made a bit more sense in demanding a trade while you're already in contract uh, with the team, right? So obviously, it's just to rehash real quick. Simmons situation, I think, is just clearly more PR, right? The team just threw him under the bus. We dissected it at the time. I think. If you're an employee of a situation, everyone blames you for the issue that happened, even if it is your fault, right? You need to have people that have your back and say, look, it's a team effort and all that, Um, or else, like, what do you think is going to happen? I think Doc Rivers doesn't get enough blame for that whole fiasco, and Maury also, to an extent, I think the PR from those two was just really bad, right? Doc basically said he was asked, is Simmons a point guard on a championship team, and He's like, I don't know that, right? And that's an easy thing to answer. Just lie, first of all, even if you don't think so. Say, like, look, you know, um, he definitely could be, right? D- does he have to play point guard? You know, we're going to see some unique things with him. Maybe we change some stuff. But, you know, he- he's definitely, you know, part of this team for the future, right? You say that. Like, why not? Everyone says that. Even if they're about to trade the guy or hate the guy. Like, it- it's one-on-one. So, obviously, the fact that they did not and then they blamed him, gave permission for the Sixers brass and OPR and everything like that to rain this shit parade on Simmons. So obviously he's going to demand out that situation. Um, so that, that that's not surprising. The Durant stuff is just ridiculous because, you know, the Nets did what he wanted, right? They got Kyrie there with him. They, they, they did the Harden deal. I think what, what the, the camel that broke, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back was the aftermath of the Simmons deal. I think the fact that they traded Harden is one thing. They got Simmons back, but Simmons just didn't play. And I think Durant was just fed up with that. He felt like so much of it was on on his shoulders. And then with Kyrie's future kind of hazy, he was like, I'd rather get out of this now. But I think the Nets were smart to play chicken as they did. Um, It it showed the reality of the situation to Durant, right? Uh, I I thought Sean Marks and Joe Sy and and the rest of the brass played this beautifully, right? The fact that you know, Rich Kleiman thinks his client is, is worth X, and then Sean Marks is like, show me. Really? He's worth X? Show me. And, you know, the offers were out there, right? But it, it tells you, like, where he's at, right? The Celtics were, you know, giving away brown, white, and a pick, which I think was probably the best offer out there. Uh, nobody was really forking a lot, right? The sunset said no to a Devin Booker possibility. And, you know, the Nets rightfully so are not going to you know, jeopardize their their franchise for for Durant's demands. And look, the guy's 34 years years old. Great. He's on a four-year deal. We don't know what the back half of that contract's going to look like, what kind of uh, player he's going to be then. So really, really smart uh, by the Nets. And I think the answer at the end of the day was like, look, for both parties, if your goal is to win the title next year, this gives you your best shot. Now – you know, I'd argue, um, uh, Kyrie in that situation is also, we don't, we don't really know what's going to happen there. But again, like, I think the door is going to be open, right? That's our position. Well, um, Kyrie is in a position where he's incentivized to play well. And I think he will, right? He, you know, again, we've said this before, um, it's not out of the world – I know it sounds crazy now because he's so talented. It's not out of the realm of, of impossibility to say this guy's going to be out of the league if he keeps this stuff. A lot of guys fell from grace heart. I mean, the, you know, the example's been made in the past, but like Stefan Marbury and he – and I know Simmons – Bill Simmons made that example, and I think it's, a, it's an appropriate one. Kyrie obviously had the better career, considered a, a top 75 guy, probably because of the shot in 2016, right? But – it's it's worth noting that look, if he doesn't have a great year, he sits out, etc., they don't win, nobody's gonna give him more than a one year deal. So he's incentivized because he needs to get multiple years. He's gonna be a veteran. If he can flirt with Max Gray, he needs to have a terrific year, right? And he and he's capable of doing so if he you know commits. Um, and then on the Simmons front, now now those where the Simmons is playing, right? So, you know, Brooklyn's it's 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 pretty funny, right? Brooklyn's futures, which I think at its lowest, so its worst odds, so was maybe plus 2, plus 300, went up to plus 1,100 back down to plus 500. Probably your best bet, right, if you had to predict the finals right now, it's probably Brooklyn, the Clippers, which is the massive asterisk of the decade, if, if healthy, okay? Now, I know the Celtics probably also have the best odds, and obviously the should have won the title last year as a result. So, thought that was fascinating. Um, and it's a good lesson for the rest of the teams out there that the Nets did. I think the Nets saved a lot of franchises. You don't want to set the precedent that if you sign a guy and, and it doesn't go well after year one or year two, that he could just bolt, right? Like, that's why you sign a contract. Free agency, fine, right? The way the NBA has structured these contracts is also very smart, right? They're... They're incentivizing uh, players to stay with teams. So, yeah, if you're a player and you want to leave your team as your free agent, go ahead. You could get more money with your current team, right? And then, what's causing that to do is players are now, and I think this is going to go the other way, which is which is interesting, right? Players, you know, superstar players. Let's take Carmelo Anthony when he was on Denver, right? They're they're pushing a narrative, and then they they say there's no way I'm, I'm resigning you, basically through their agent. Right. Anthony Davis on New, on New Orleans, another example. And there's no way I'm going to resign. Right. So you might as well trade me on the last year of my deal. And the franchise is say, and the franchise would, would acquiesce. they are be like, all right, yeah, we're, we're nervous. We don't, we don't want to lose you for nothing. Right. And these are max guys. I'm not talking about Colin Sexton. Okay. These are max guys. Right. So the teams, you know, a good example was, I think, Jimmy Butler was one example. Um, Obviously, Melo, and again, we're, we're going to the past. Amari Steinmeier is a classic one. Now, they were not going to re-sign him, right? They didn't think it was worth the money. But if someone's worth the max, I think what Durant's situation may be setting the precedent is, maybe that team holds on to the player, and they don't acquiesce. And they don't say, you know, we're going to make that trade. Maybe they hang on. Okay? Because they could offer him the most money. I think the, the turning point for me was the Zion Williamson situation. Right now, look, New Orleans, it's really annoying sometimes when you draft these guys and they they come in with a sense of entitlement, team gets really good, it's not the perfect situation for them, maybe they change the rules a little bit for the sake of winning. So Zion didn't play in New Orleans at all, right? I think Greg Oden played more games, or or maybe a little less. It was comparable throughout their rookie contracts. But the Pelicans locked up Zion long-term, and I think in Zion's camp, he could have, and he got a slight sense not an extreme sense but definitely a slight sense um, that maybe his days in New Orleans were numbered that was squashed with the contract extension but it was squashed because of the rules in the CBA that allow that franchise now to not you know basically have wiggle room in negotiation and retaining a talent because they could offer him the most money and and I'm you know you're happy to see it I think it's good for, for players to stick with teams. It creates continuity. The local fan base understands that player. They, they get with him, right? You want more Damian Lillard situations, right? We want more debates of like, you know, back, like in baseball, Nomar versus Jeter of the 90s. You need that in the NBA a little more. And the only way to get that is these teams really need to feel uh, more of a kinship to, uh, to their prime talent, right? That's going to really be the... Uh, the best way to do it. <sighs> Shifting gears, let's talk about the Knicks and the Jazz, the other exhausting story of the summer. And I think some other Potter uh, uh, posted this, and it's, it's accurate. Um, you know, it, it's been kind of a dry summer in the sense that, like, you look, you have two compelling storylines, two stars who may get who may get dealt, or, or at the time may get dealt, with Durant and, and Mitchell usually something happens. And and both those, and Bill Simmons I think mentioned this, both of those guys and those situations are in the same spot they are now. However, all right, so so we're back. Uh, Knicks, Jazz, and that scenario. We mentioned on an earlier pod that it would make more sense for the Knicks to actually utilize R.J. Barrett versus Quentin Grimes and the rest of the youth in the deal. And the reasoning is a couple of fold. One, RJ is going to require a massive extension, uh, you know, maybe a quarter bill this coming off season, right? Do you want to pay it? That's the first thing. So do you want to really have that? that? And I, look, I get it. Dolan doesn't care about the, the checks. I get it. But at a certain point, you do. The luxury tax gets pretty gruesome at a certain number. At the end of the day, these people are business people. The second thing is, look, Barrett's a developing talent. He's, he's not finished yet, but if you got Mitchell, he's now your fourth option. And you have to ask yourself, like, is he that effective as a number four guy? He's more effective to me if he could develop into a two or three guy. The nuances matter. And, you know, as a four guy, because again, you're going to have Brunson, Randall, and Mitchell, who are going to require higher usage than him. So now is going to be relegated to uh, off the ball, and I don't think he's going to play well in that scenario. So that that's the second quote. And then finally, the third thing is RJ actually carries more value than Grimes or, or Toppin and these guys, and it could absolve you of having to deal an extra first round. So let's just talk about where they're at, the negotiation, and what RJ could fill in, right? So look, I, I think the Knicks offered something like two unprotected firsts, all right? Maybe it was like three protected firsts. Um, And some combination of, like, Toppin in there. Maybe Forney was in there to match contracts. If the Knicks swap... So a couple things on that, first of all, right? Before we we, we delve further. Um, You know, Mitchell... I'm sorry. Toppin and and Grimes have, I think, a ton of future value here. They need to get a a, a deeper shot. Ainge has already said to be more interested in Grimes than Barrett, Thibodeau said he's more interested in Grimes than Barrett. But maybe they were just both balking, right? Barrett has more value. like He's a better player. And if you're the Jazz, you could afford to re-sign him at the contract he's going to want at least have something long-term you kind of build around a little bit as you quasi-tank around Barrett, Picks, and, and youth. It's kind of similar to OKC's model with Shy Gugras, Alexander, right? Like, you don't want to come in empty-handed. And in Utah, like... Like, do you want to have four people come into the games? Like, you need to have some kind of competitive output product out there. And good. You know, he could be an all-star in the right situation, like Dejounte Murray on a young Utah team. Fine. So what that Barrett deal does is, I think the difference between Barrett versus Grimes at the top is at least one unprotected first. So I could see, you know, Angels like, I want four unprotected firsts. And the Knicks are like, no, two. And now they balk. So now the Knicks could be like, all right, look, we're going to You're not getting Toppin and or Grimes. You're getting a better player in Barrett. How about two unprotected firsts Barrett? And then the three protectives on top of that. And I could see that being the wiggle. And I think what it's going to end up being is whether I think the Jazz are going to be like, fine, we want three unprotected. And the Knicks are going to say, no, two. And you're going to have a compromise there, right? And in my opinion, the compromise is either going to be, look, do you add another protected pick? So a set of three protected picks is four. That might not be enough for the Utah. Or do you put a protection on one of those Knicks picks? And the protections matter, right? Like, and it can't be one of these things that, like, the pick drags on forever, right? So what I mean by that is, like, let's say it's, I don't know, a 2026 unprotected first. Or, sorry, you know, one of these, like, Lotto protected in 2026, top 10 in 2027, unprotected in 2028. I think that's going to get annoying, right? You can make it a clean one where it's like top three protected, so it's an aggressive, that's a light protection. And that pick is probably going to convey, and, you know, that's a scenario. Another one is you do top 10 and a pick swap, right? So I think it's going to be... Something like that. Like, I, I, what I see this is going to be it could be Barrett. Sure, throw in Fournier. Um, three, two unprotected first, three protected first. And then let's say two swaps later, later down the line. Two swaps later down the line. And that's it. You get either you use the swap or you don't, right? I think that's that's probably a nice even one. Another one could be that third pick could be again, you know, maybe top three, maybe like top seven protected. I, that's probably the number I like, um, which sounds silly, I know, but because you really don't want the Lotto Gods controlling so much, right? If you're if you're the Knicks in this whole fiasco down the line so yeah I, I, I think it's like top seven and then if it doesn't convey then the next year it goes and maybe it's just two years right it's one of the last picks that they get and then it becomes a top three and then a top one I don't know right the, the two pick swaps isn't bad either it could be something like two unprotected four protected picks that they own and then two pick swaps I, I don't think that's horrible for both I, I don't know if Ainge is going to get a better offer he gets barred in that deal and now let's look at your new, new, new nicks. Okay, so obviously now, now, now Grimes is is there, um, and you could start Brunson, Mitchell, Grimes, Randall, Mitchell Robinson, and then off the pine you could have Rose, Quick, um, you know, Cam Reddish can now get more minutes. Um, top into hardest thing. So it could be a nice, solid-time rotation. You could absolve a few injuries if they happen. Not bad. The other big thing in the news, the Lakers now might be a little more desperate, right? Now, after the whole Nets fiasco has settled, does this push another domino? They going to approve their team. They've already come out and said they're not interested in Randall, which was interesting, right? I- I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The cleanest and easiest route for the Knicks, kind of regardless with Donovan Mitchell, to be honest, is moving all their dead cap to the Jazz for Russell Westbrook, right? So I would give the the Lakers three pieces that can play right away, right? Randall, 48, you know, take Derrick Rose, take him. And let me get Westbrook's expiring deal, and that's it. I don't even need a pick. Here's why it makes sense for both parties. The Lakers need guys who are going to play, who are capable of playing in an NBA rotation, period, okay. They have two guys. They have one guy, AD, really, who's, who's injury-prone. LeBron is no spring chicken anymore, okay. He's, he's aging. I mean, he's incredible shape for his age, but he is the age that he is. He's 37 going on 38. So you can't expect him to play 82, and you just miss the play, and you're going to need him and AD to play like 60. And then even if they play, like, the, you know, I've said this before, they, they might have the worst Three through you know twelve rotation in the NBA, so the neat guys could be in the rotation. Like Stanley Johnson is way too important for them. I get it. They got Juan Toscano-Anderson. You know a couple of unique pickups here and there. Fine. But Randall plays. Fournier play, plays. They don't get hurt that often. Forty maybe a little bit. Rose gets a little banged up. Fine. But you now just filled out the rest of the starting five between R- Randall Fournier and um, and Rose around AD and LeBron. It's not bad. And then you could absolve, maybe, an injury here and there if you're playing, like, a a bad team. So all in all, I don't see another choice for the Lakers, right? If they want to find a way to sneak into the postseason, Randall's a hungry guy. And if you're the Knicks, you just get out of those contracts and start developing your youth. It cleans up your rotation so much. If 48 is out, just, just forget Mitchell, for Donovan Mitchell for a second. If Fournier is out, you know, now you have a really nice question about, you know, who, um, which youth I want to develop. And, um, you know, it's not bad, right? You can make that rotation work a lot of a lot of unique ways, right? So, uh, for example, you know, let's say, you know, Rose is out now. Now I have a clean Brunson and and, and quickly is now my backup point guard. Great. I, I could start Grimes, right? And I have Cam Reddish, and now quickly you can play a little one two. Quickly play one two. Reddish can play two three. Okay. Um, so you're you tighten it to nine man, which is great. Miles probably gets some minutes. What about Deuce? Right. Great. Um, Toppin now starts, unbelievable, right? Reddish could play more minutes, two, three, four off the bench, amazing. So it opens up playing time everywhere, and I think the Knicks could be a little, a little clever. They could get Austin Reeves in that deal. They get Tht. These guys aren't great, I know, but clean up the rotation. You got to tank for one more year. It takes a harsh word. You got to develop for one more year. And here's the thing, right? Here's why the Knicks should do the deal. If you do well with that team, or if it's like Brunson. Grimes, Barrett, Toppen, Mitchell's your starting five with, you know, quickly reddish and hard off the bench. That's a good thing. You don't have to be bad. You don't have to tank, right? That's a good thing. That team is is good, uh, long term, right? Fans will get excited. They would they would fall in for it. And if they don't do well, it's a great draft with the with the French kid coming in. So. It makes sense either way for the Knicks to, to do it. And if you want to go after Mitchell, look, that makes it tougher. You probably just do, you know, clean Westbrook Barron in your picks, and you're swapping, you know, Mitchell in that, and, but you're letting everyone else develop. So I, I like it a lot. Um, look, if you could sneak a Laker pick in there, sure. But I don't think you have to. and And I think it's a win for both franchises. I think they should do it. Let me know otherwise.